0: The Sunday Sermons Podcast. My name is Boris Golden, and I am Messianic Rabbi and missionary with Chosen People Ministry. So this is joy and privilege for me to be with you, people of God, and share with you a very interesting and important message. But before I will go anywhere further, I have to set it up very important agreement with you. It's important for me, but I believe it's even more important for you. Why? You probably have noticed my heavy accent, don't you? (laughs) So I simply can speak on two ways. I can speak in my broken English, or I can speak in my straight Russian. Which way do you prefer? <laughs> what? <Russian>. Think twice. <laughs> Let me begin with my English. But if you will not understand, tell me right away, and I will switch it to my Russian. I'm curious, does anybody remember me when I came to your church first time about two years ago? Oh yes. uh, yeah, some. At least some. Very good. So when I've been here uh, last time two years ago, we touched based on one very important uh, topic: Messiah in the Passover. Why it's so important? I strongly believe that we as Christians, as believers, as messianic believers, have right to call to God, and we can ask Him for help. And He is right here next to us, right? And He is helping us. That's what we proclaiming. But... Scripture saying many times, especially in the book of Isaiah, so God can call us and we have to come to his presence. So I hope at least some of you have your Bible with you today. Do you? Very good. Please open up your Bibles on the page of the contents of the Bible. Again, please open your Bibles on the page of the contents of the Bible. Alright. Are you ready? Please show to me. Oh! Looks like we are on different pages. I'm on Leviticus chapter 23. 23. This is the real contents of the Bible. This is God's plan of salvation. Through God's appointed time, through his feast, God delivered to this world his plan of salvation through first and second coming of the Messiah. So when I came first time to your church... About two years ago, we came to the first feast. It was Feast of the Passover. And the Feast of the Passover opened up the pages of God's plan of salvation. Seven setups, seven appointed time. And first, Passover. And then we come up to the Feast of Unleavened Bread... And then we come up to the feast of the first harvest. And this is spring set of God's appointed time. And in first coming of the Messiah, he fulfilled those three feasts. He gave the way of salvation for Jewish and non-Jewish people. And then... The next feast, it's called Feast of Shavuot, and you're probably familiar with this feast as the Feast of Pentecost. This is the time when God gave the Torah to people of Israel, and He gave the Holy Spirit to the rest of the world, and He created the church. He created God's community of the believers. All around the globe. And then we have three months of gap of time. Nothing happened. And then we come up to the fall feast. Why we have this gap of time? Our rabbis explained this is the time when harvest is going to be ready. Spiritual and physical harvest. And when harvest is ready, we come up to the first full feast. Let's call called Feast of the Trumpets. So please open up your Bibles on the Leviticus chapter 23, verse twenty. 23 verse 23 I will read from my complete Jewish Bible you can read from your own translations words may be a little different but hopefully you will understand the meaning Leviticus 23 verse 23 Adonai said to Moshe tell the people of Israel In the seven months, the first of the months is to be for you a day of complete rest. To remembering a holy convocation announced with the blast of the shofar. Do not do any kind of ordinary work and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. It's a very interesting message. It's saying that on the first day of the seven months, which is usually coming in Gregorian calendar in September or beginning of October, in Jewish calendar, this is seven months. It's called months of Tishri. We have to have a holy convocation and we have to blow the shofar. They, this day in Hebrew call it Yom truah Day of the sound. And it's very important that we have to listen the sound. Sound not of the trumpet. Sound of the shofar. So let's blow the shofar. And this is the commandment that we have to listen the sound of the shofar. And please don't be scared. Be blessed. ORCHESTRA PLAYS ORCHESTRA PLAYS Why we have to blow the shofar? We proclaiming the beginning of the harvest. When we're blowing the shofar, when harvest is ready, as I said, spiritual and physical harvest. So when time will come, we will blow the shofar. And we proclaiming the beginning of day of judgment. Our rabbi saying the day of the Lord, or another name, day of the judgment, begin with the sound of the shofar. And when we're blowing the shofar, we have to remind ourselves amazing story from the scripture. You can find this story in the book of Genesis chapter 22. It's saying the story when Abraham had been called by God to sacrifice his son. Remember, it's an amazing story. I, I don't have time and I don't have uh, just ability to bring full message. Uh, I, I'm teaching on this uh, topic for six hours. But just give you small glimpse of, of this very important Uh, chapter of the scripture. God commanded to Abraham. And he said, Abraham, Abraham. When you see in the scripture, when God called two times, it means he wants to bring our attention. So when he called Abraham, Abraham, Abraham answered, here I am. It sounds very easy in English, but in Hebrew, it's not so. In Hebrew, there is two different uh, expressions. How I can say, here I am. I can say, I'm here. Here I am. Physically. Or I can say, hineni. Hineni means, here I am. And I am ready to do whatever you command me to do. So, guess... How Abraham answered for God's call. Of course, he said, Hineni, here I am and ready to do whatever you command me to do. And what God said to him, take your son, the only son whom you love, and go to Mount of uh, Moriah and sacrifice him. I don't know, did you pay attention for the words what God said here? When you, I believe, many of you have heard call of God, you have to be ready to do what God tells you to do. If you say hineni to him, to his calling... You have to be ready to do what Abraham did. And God said to him, Take your son. The scripture doesn't give us full conversation. But in Talmud, in rabbinical commentary, we have full conversation between God and Abraham. So when God said, Take your son, Abraham answered to him, Which one? I have two of them. And God continued, The only one And Abraham respond, each of them is only one from his mother. And God continue, whom you love. And Abraham said, I love both of them. And finally, he said, take Isaac. Do you see the pattern? My dear brothers and sisters, if you say to God, Hinani. Be ready that God will tell you, Take your son, the only one, whom you love, your Isaac. The pattern of the road will go nearer and nearer and nearer. And finally, God will tell tell you, Take your Isaac, which is in the bottom of your heart, and bring it to him. If you say Hinani, be ready to do so. And then story saying that Abraham took your son, two witnesses, and they followed three days to the Mount of Moriah. Is anybody of you have been in Israel? Not yet. Oh, some. Highly, highly, highly recommend you to go to Israel. I strongly believe that geography will help your theology. When you will be in Israel, you will definitely see the Mount of Moriah. Today it's called Temple Mount. This is the special place. It's no accident. At the same place, God called Abraham to sacrifice his son. On the same place, thousand years later, King Shlomo built up the temple and sacrifices had been established there. Another thousand years later, Yeshua the Messiah was crucified and sacrificed on the same place. God chose this place for the purpose. So Abraham brought his son there. He built up the altar, put his son over there, and he was ready to kill him. I have a question for you. What do you think? How old was Isaac in that moment? Any guess? 18. Very good guess. Another guess? 10, 15. 10, 15. According to the scripture, it's, everything is here. He was 37 years old. 37 years old. It's right there. You don't, don't see it, but it's there. In other words, his father was 137 years old. So I believe that Isaac was much younger and stronger than his father. What I try to say, I say that Isaac lay down by himself on the altar and let his father tie him. He was obedient to his father as Abraham was obedient to his heavenly father. Right? And then Abraham raised his hand with the knife. Our rabbi is teaching that in his mind he was already killed his son. But he believed that God will be able to raise his son from death because he promised that through Isaac He will have a great nation. And right in this moment, Angel of Adonai said, Abraham, Abraham, I see your face. Don't kill your son. Turn around. There is substitute sacrifice. And it was ram. Why are we blowing the shofar? We are reminding ourselves the story with the sound of the shofar. But it's not all. Much more. When we blow in the shofar, we're making four different sounds. Did you notice this? The first one, middle size a sound, it's called tekia. And our rabbis, again, this is not Christian teaching, it's rabbinical teaching. And they saying that this sound means. Prepare the way. Repent. King Messiah is coming. The second sound, it's three short sounds like to-do, to-do, to-do. It's called Shavarim. And our rabbi is teaching. This sound means prepare the way for King Messiah. Let mountains go down and while he's go up prepare the king's highway king messiah is coming the third sound it's a ninth staccato it's called trua and meaning of this sound quite funny according to the book of job at this uh, season of the year satan came before the throne of Almighty, and he tried to accuse Jewish people before the throne of God. So when we're blowing these sounds, we try to scare Satan to accusing Jewish people. And the last and the longest sound, which call it tekiah gedolah, means King Messiah is here. In other words, our rabbi's teaching, when we're blowing the shofar, we preparing the way for the King Messiah. We have to repent. We have to make teshuva. Teshuvah in Jewish mind, it's not only repentance. It's not, I am sorry. No. In Jewish mind, teshuva it's completely moving in different directions. For instance... You're making sin. You're going to this direction. God is right there. He is way opposite. So when you decided to make teshuvah, you have to confess your sin publicly. Then you have to make a decision to change the way of your life. You're completely turning around 180 degrees and moving toward God. So your life is supposed to be changed. It should be visible in your life. It's not simply I'm sorry. So they teaching when they, they were blowing the shofar, we're proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. It means harvest is ready. Day of the judgment is right here. So They're waiting, they're preparing for the coming of the Messiah. And this was uh, sort of fulfilled in the first coming of the Messiah uh, when he came 2,000 years ago, but not fully, not fully. It will be fully fulfilled when he will come second time. Please turn your scriptures to the um, First Thessalonians. Chapter Four. <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter four. I will read verses, verse sixteen. And uh, context uh, of this passage is talking about second coming of the Messiah. Paul saying. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the rousing cry, with the call from one of the ruling angels, and with God's shofar. Those who died united with the Messiah will be the first to rise. Then we who are left still alive will be caught up with with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So, this passage clearly saying when Messiah will come, second time, it's going to be the sound of the shofar. In another place of the scripture, uh, Messiah by himself saying, nobody knows the day and the time when the uh, day of the judgment will come. But we do know the season. When it's going to happen? When harvest will be ready, spiritual and physical. And when harvest will be ready, the sound of the shofar will blow, will be ready. And the sound of the shofar and day of the judgment proclaiming ten days of awe, ten days of judgment, ten days of judgment. Within those 10 days, God opened up three books on the heaven. Book of life, book of death, and sort of intermediate book. So names of the righteous people will be put in uh, in the book of life. And names of sinners will be in the book of death. But most of the people should be in intermediate book. God, by His mercy, gave them opportunity to repent, to make good deeds, to pray, and by His mercy, He may put their names in the book of life. And this is just for coming here. This is rabbinical teaching. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that... I believe all of those people who are sitting here who knows Messiah is sure, already written in the book of life. But again, we have blessing of, uh, of meeting Messiah when he will come second time, and at the end, on the very end of those ten days of judgment. We come up to the next feast, which call it Feast of Yom Kippur. Please turn with me to the, back to the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verses 26 to 32. How much time do I have, Pastor? About five minutes? A little more? Wonderful. Adonai said to Moshe, the ten days of these seven months is Yom Kippur, day of atonement. You are to have a holy convocation. You are to deny yourself and you are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. You are not to do any kind of work on that day because it's Yom Kippur to make atonement for you before Adonai your God. Anyone who does not deny himself on that day is to be cut off from his people. And anyone who does any kind of work on that day, I will destroy among his people. You are not to do any kind of work. It is a permanent regulation through all your generation, no matter where you live. It will be for you a Shabbat of complete rest. And you are to deny yourself. And you are to rest on your Shabbat from evening of the night days of the month until the following evening. So, it's saying, very interesting. On the 10 days of the 7 months, we have to have a holy convocation. It's supposed to be the most holiest day of the entire year. On this day, God made his final decision, Day of Atonement. And Jewish people patiently waiting for this decision. If you are reading carefully scripture in the book of Leviticus, chapters 16 and 17, it's saying, Great picture, how it was celebrated. In the time of tabernacle and later on in the temple. On that day, hundreds of thousands of Jewish men gathering all over the country. They come around the temple. No one has been allowed to get in into the temple except one person, high priest. Hagedol. And that day was a special day for him as well. Why? Because by himself he has to come to the temple. And he has to make by himself 15 different sacrifices. He has to kill uh, bulls, lambs. He has to uh, make a ritual basing five times, full body. He has to uh, ritually clean his hands and feet ten times. He has to change his clothes five times. Why? The purpose is only one. Because he has to go to the holy of holiness. We didn't pay attention how it was serious. Uh, I don't want to blame anybody. Forgive me. It's not a matter to blame anybody. I just try to explain to you the holiness of the moment. When people came to the temple, they have to change their clothes. I'm talking about ordinary people. If we are talking about the Levites and priests who come to serve in the the temple. They have to have a special, very expensive clothes to come to the presence of the Lord. And scripture calls us nation of the priests. My dear brothers and sisters, we're coming to the presence of the Lord. And we have to honor him, even with our appearing. With our appearing. If you listen to what I'm saying, you understand. So high priests have to make sacrifices and bring the blood of the sacrifices to the Holy of Holiness. First of all, for himself and his family. And second, for people of Israel. Four times he get in and out to the Holy of Holiness. And if something went wrong, if something was not right, his behavior, behavior of people of Israel, he may die. Right in the Holy of Holiness. Talmud saying that a garment of the high priest was very special. On the bottom it was small bells. And when he went to the Holy of Holiness, he put the special rope against his waist. And another end was out of the temple. And if people of Israel did not hear the sound of the bell for a while, they might be pulling out that body. And we know historically it was happened. Everything was very, very serious. And I want to mention it one more thing, and I will leave good junk for the evening <laughs> for the teaching. I would I would like to raise your appetite. I, I would like to mention a uh, few more things here right now. First of all, it was saying that we have to deny ourselves. What does it mean, deny ourselves? It means we have to keep fast. We don't have to eat and we don't have to drink for 25 hours. Jewish people on this day don't even take shower. Didn't brush their teeth. They didn't wear uncomfortable shoes. They tried to deny themselves on any way. And another thing, it's saying when temple was exist, we have to bring offering by fire. Okay, uh, most of us thinking that in the time of the temple, all sacrifices have been made because of the sin. Not at all. It was just a small piece of the sacrifice. Most of the sacrifice have been brought by people not because of their sins, but because they wish to do so. They are willing to do so. And the highest level of the sacrifice was a fire uh, offering. Why? Usually sacrifices have been... uh, How call it? It Divided. Thank you. They've been divided between God, priest... And the person who brings the offering. Right? But fire offering... Was totally given to the Lord. Why? Because the person... The heart of the person wants to give this offering to the Lord and through this offering establish relationship between person and God. Just amazed. He has to bring the bull, two years old bull, about, I don't know, about uh, from three to four hundred pounds bull. How much it cost today? Uh-huh. $2. Roughly. two thousand dollars. Roughly. So this bull should be killed, blood should be shedded, put it on the altar and fire it. And the the, the smoke from this offering should go to the heaven. And person enjoy of this offering because this offering and uh, smoke of this offering to unite him with God. My dear brothers and sisters, just amazed that you take a small uh, bunch of hundred bills, altogether two thousand dollars, put it on the altar. Fire it. And this smoke will unite unite you with God and you will enjoy it. Did you imagine? This is the heart desire. This is the heart desire. I have to stop. (laughs) I have to really stop. Because I can go on and on and on.